Well, good morning and afternoon and is the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, I said good morning and I looked at the clock and I went, you are behind, Hollis. It is well, I don't morning. think it matters what, what time it is. We're here. So. <laughs> it could be midnight. It wouldn't matter. Uh, so. Well, uh, Toby Max got a song out real, real quick. I'll mention this. Toby Max got a song out right now. It could be midnight, noon, or, you know. Anyway, he's got a great song out. It's pretty new and talks just like that. Just says, "Look, anytime God's around, He's doing His thing." So that's kind of what is what's happening with this podcast. Mm-hmm. God's doing His thing, and we hope that you agree if you're listening to this. And so uh, we give Him all the authority over this. But uh, boy, uh, it is good to be with you, Pastor, on this blessed uh, Thursday. We missed Wednesday this this week. Uh, we had to push through that. And get through the uh, the stuff that happened that day, but uh, it's coming in on to you on a Thursday today. This is May the twenty. What is it? Seventh, I believe it is. I, I have to say this as well, Steve, because a week or two ago we talked about how I was outnumbered at men's group with. Oh yes, because the Cubbies took two from the Cardinals. No cardinal shirts, no hats. No, is that right? Absolutely none. Is that right? Well, I was sporting the good C on my hat, but yes. Uh, as far as them other guys, can I can I go ahead and and uh, here I are. I'm going to bring up the app right now. I'm going to bring the ad up and and oh my goodness, look at here, the standings. We're half a game back. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Say no more. We were we were three and a half games back last week. I don't know if you knew that. Um, if not four, yeah. So and we've we've um, won eight out of the last ten, and uh, we're uh, looking pretty good. We're actually winning right now against the Pirates. Yeah. So anyway, uh, not to go too heavy with the with the Cubbies uh, as we do on this podcast, no, but it is the podcast that we're leading. So I guess sometimes that gets to be the case. But um, we hope that your team's team's winning, <laughs> whatever that team might yeah. be. But uh, it's so good to be with you here today, um, Eddie, and and uh, we are glad that uh, you have joined in on this podcast today. Uh, it is at the end of May. Can you believe that? We're at the end of May. No, I can't believe it. Kids are graduating. Um, things are happening. We've actually had something happen this morning that we never have had happen before in our community, and it came out of the Holy Spirit's leading. Um a lot of times we've in the past uh, we've had kind of a baccalaureate that would have been on a on a Sunday afternoon and and the uh, uh, the attendance on that had kind of weaned a little bit and and it was nice we we had been involved with that with um, a few other churches of course in the community as many as, as could and um, but last year due to COVID couldn't have that and then this year. Um, not knowing they they hadn't uh, laid it plans to have it because of COVID as well. Again, they didn't know exactly how it was all going to work out, and then seemed to be last minute. Well, Monday, a parent and parents of the seniors came to me and said, "Hey, what do you think? And can you have a suggestion?" And the Holy Spirit immediately put in my mind baccalaureate breakfast, and so today they the uh, graduating class of the Sullivan High School had a graduation practice at 10.30. So I said, well, why don't we do it Thursday morning at Crossroads? We'll do it at 9. We'll have a baccalaureate breakfast 
And I tell you, you were involved in it. You brought the brought the message, a short little uh, message with them uh, for them. We had uh, Bailey Flath and Josiah Hollis and uh, Dakota Caton, um, former high school students that are now in college, had a Q and A time, and I hosted that. And and we had uh, one song. We had. Um, uh, another pastor pray and another pastor uh, be involved with kind of the intro part of it had videos I tell you God worked through it and yeah, uh, it super time had quite a few people uh, uh, what I mean by that is quite a few students show up uh, seniors and uh very good feedback, and it looks like that's what we're going to do next year as well. So exciting for them uh, as uh, we get to send them off in this community into their future and looking forward to seeing what God's going to be able to do. Amen. So it's good stuff. Wanted to share that with you today. And, um, of course, I know that wherever you're listening to this, you might have a graduate in your house, and uh, we do pray for blessings over that and, and in fact as we wrap this up and pastor will pray over this podcast later on pastor maybe you could do that uh, and remember those graduates as we sure as we remember uh, or as we wrap up but without further ado why don't we go ahead and uh, get into this podcast right now and um, this the meat of the podcast rather we're already in the podcast and uh, let's go ahead and and uh, have a word of prayer here and dive into uh, the message of last week, which was, Why Does God Discipline Us?, and uh, talk a little bit about that. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for loving us the way that you do, uh, getting us up and around here. Uh, We are aliens to this place. This is not our home, but as we are on this, uh, this earth, as we... Um, do have appointments that you have have led before us and um, people that we will come in contact with and as you get us up and going may we always put you first so that you can speak through us and reflect the love of Jesus Christ to whoever and whatever we come uh, up against or or, um, into uh, a situation about and we just want to say thank you for loving us the way you do, to give us the Holy Spirit to lead us. And Lord, you do guide us. You do work in us. And I pray that you will work in this podcast right now. The words that we say, may you take over. May you may our, our uh, words be your words. And uh, may we talk about the relevancy of the life that we live in you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor, let's go right into it. Uh, why does God discipline us? Yeah, that, uh, that's, uh, that's a tough... Um, I think even in children, when they learn their boundaries and when they are disciplined, when they get outside those boundaries or push the envelope, so to speak, uh, it's hard to connect the dots of why their parents, their parents discipline. They, don't, they, they miss the point that's because they love them. And I think it, that's even the same way in the uh, in the family of God. It's because God the Father loves us so much. We would just like for Him to just let us do what we want, but He loves us too much to go down that path of self-destruction. So that's uh, that's why He does it. And I started out with a Tozer uh, quote uh, about the hammer, um, the nail, and the file mm. of how what they do, like they hammer the nail, and the nail probably didn't like the hammer that much, or right. the same way with the file, as he works on metal and scrapes 
unwanted uh, stuff away and in the, especially the furnace and the fire you know uh, that last paragraph says as for the furnace it is the worst of all ruthless and savage it leaps at every combustible thing that enters it and never relaxes its fury till it has reduced it all to shapeless ashes when everything is melted that will melt and all is burned that will burn then and not till then the furnace calms down and rests from its destructive fury mm. But God works on us like that is to make us more like Christ and, and to keep our feet on the path and keep us out of the mud and keep us out of trouble. That's why he does it. Our greatest need is confident, patient endurance in our lives. Is to be able to be patient and that it won't make us better, that it'll make us better. Um, he who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves his discipline loves him disciplines him diligently you know that's proverbs 13 24 that that's how uh, that's how god sees it and i talked a little bit about how kids need boundaries i was raised without them so it's different for me and i understand what that does uh, 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 when you set boundaries for a child it it makes them feel wanted it makes them feel loved it makes them you know makes them feel cared for that somebody really cares about them uh, children that aren't disciplined really if you get right to the heart of the matter they don't they don't really think anybody cares enough about them to to do anything mm -hmm. you know and i think about that and uh, my drill instructor must have loved me to the ends of the earth because <laughs> he cared about discipline on me you know then you know that's the whole point uh -huh. um but anyhow that's uh, the scripture talks about us having um having endurance jesus endured the father's discipline you know you don't think jesus was disciplined but uh, in that sense God's perfect son endured suffering to learn obedience. How much more should we expect to go through the same curriculum? Yeah. Uh, and Jesus did that to show us that we can do it. We can go through it. You know, some basic absolutes uh, that the he writer of Hebrews talks about. First, discipline is better than death. Uh, Hebrews 12:4. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. You know, and, and the whole point about that it, it is better to be disciplined by God than it is to be killed by the world in a sense and there are believers being killed all over the world and I think about the martyrs um, and I don't know what our future holds but nonetheless that was the point second absolute was discipline proves the father's love and and in, in verses 5 and 6 and have you entirely forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you, his children? He said, My child, don't ignore it when the Lord disciplines you, and don't be discouraged when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes those he accepts as his children. Um, and that's the pain part of it. We, we humans do all within our power to live a pain-free life. We have headaches, we take Tylenol yeah, or whatever. Right. It's just... It, because it helps us, right. you know. We, and even in our walk with Christ, we aren't perfect and we are going to mess up. And he, he does bring some chastening in our lives. We'll talk about that chastening in our lives in a little bit. But that, that's the point. And, and it's for our own good to keep us from getting hurt worse or hurt more, you know. It's like C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse the deaf world, and that's true. And then here are you know, four basic principles that, that help us amidst the hurt. The first is discipline 
assures us of sonship. Because if we were illegitimate, he'd let us go. There wouldn't be any discipline. He'd just let us move on towards destruction and to hurt ourselves and our family and those around us. The second was discipline deepens and enhances our life. Um, thirdly, a third principle, discipline continues for our benefits. It's for our own good. And then the last one, though initially painful, it is ultimately valuable. You know, the ultimate goal is our inner healing, for us to be healed within. Discipline produces security by assuring us of our sonship, maturity by deepening and enhancing our life, conformity by continuing throughout life for our benefit, and spiritually by pursuing us for fruitfulness. You know, and that's, you know, we are, the church is God's masterpiece, and he wants to keep that great worth work going in the right direction to conform us in the image uh, of Christ. And then when it comes to, to the word chasten or, you know, chastening, however you uh, pronou pronounce that, that's God's motivation in our lives. And he and says, if we do not heed his teaching and discipline, God has to, to, to chasten us. Chast chastising is a form of discipline from God. God chastens us when we are disobedient. The object of punishment is to make a person suffer for his wrongdoing, whereas the object of chastening is to help someone be a better person by correcting them. And that's that's kind of kind of what he does. So, mm -hmm. and he does it, you know, that's a, he does it through circumstances in our lives. Ultimately, we'll have bad days, and we really have to question in prayer with the Holy Spirit and say, "Did I?" Is, is this something you're trying to teach me? Are things not right because I'm not right with you? Mm -hmm. Is there sin in my life? Have, am I going the wrong direction? Everything that happens to us as followers of Christ, none of it is an accident. Right. It's, either, it's either given to us by the Lord or the Lord permits it. You know, I think that's another thing. Some of the things that happen to us, say, man, God, how could you do that? Right. He didn't do it, but he allowed it. You know, it's it's a whole a concept, and I I say this tongue in cheek, uh, when with with Job, and Satan went uh, to God said, that Job, that that kid of yours, Job, he's he's a he's a mama's boy or a daddy's boy almost. He'll do what you want because you're taking. So look how you made him rich. You gave him all them kids, all that land, all that property, all that livestock. Let me have him for a while, and he he won't be such a daddy's boy. That that's exactly what he was saying. So we know with Job that he, he took his children, took his livestock, uh, put great so sores upon him. God didn't do that. Yeah, he allowed. So that's why I tell God, never brag on me. <laughs> don't ever call me a daddy's boy in front of mm -hmm. Satan. Let it go. Don't mm -hmm. don't do that to me. Let me. But I, I say that, you know, kind of sarcastically. But I mean, that's that's important that we understand that. Yeah. God's got His constant hand and eye upon us. The Holy Spirit's within us, and He tries to get us to go down our certain path. But sometimes we're re rebellious, and when we're rebellious, He has to bring us back. And because of his great love, he won't let us go. He will, he will continue on. And I guess wrapping that part up, that's that's why he disciplines us. Yeah, you know, and, and just to kind of make uh, bring a little bit of a finer point in some of the things that you've just said, in that very thing that we were here, we were talking to this uh, this group of seniors this morning, 
and they were looking at their future and I was uh, having a conversation actually with my son Josiah this last week and also with um, a cousin of mine and we were talking about uh, as as we look at the road ahead of us and we see that it merges um, and it splits off and it, it you can go down this road where the area that we want mm-hmm. like our will our selfish will like if I don't go to the let's say that God's will is on the right side and we say well Lord I'm going to follow your ways I'm going to follow your commandments I'm going to um, try to uh, line myself up in a better form I'm going to go ahead and not trust you I'm going to walk, go to the merge to the left and go down the path and say, you know what, you might have my best. You say that you have my best interest, but I don't. I don't know that I see that, so I'm just going to make sure that I'm determining mine. And when we veer off that way, we go through as what you've said. There's some of those snares, those some of those traps, those valleys, those the thorn bushes. I mean, of life, right? You know, those heartaches, those tough times. If we roll down that way, there's going to be more of that happening. Because our self-will is going to take us down paths that is going to be separate from God. Now, uh, God will be in the midst of all of that, um, trying to woo us back to help Him to uh, to help us to get lined up with His will and get back on the path. But that journey on that side uh, of more discipline, you're you're choosing a, a, a time of of self self writing. Your 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 self mode goes into to play, and like Proverbs three five and six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Well, that's what you're doing if you go mm-hmm. that that way, and then you have to if if finally you are awoken or awakened to the Holy Spirit's leading, you can wake up to the understanding. Wow, I need the guidance of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the guidance of God. In his word and things become less as we have realized our way is not the best way mm-hmm. so if we if we go down God's path doesn't mean that he's not gonna still discipline us but it most likely is I'm lining your life up that's what I told jo- Josiah if you look down that line because it's every one of us try to look at the future and say I just don't know if he's going to lead me down a path that I'm going to like. What if I don't like the job that he offers up for me or puts in my path? And and I said, Josiah, the big thing is he wants a relationship with you. If that relationship then is the desire of your heart for him to get for you to get closer to him and those coming mm-hmm. together, then that joining of those gifts that he's given you plus the desire of his heart that means he's for you and not against you. Mm-hmm. And he's going to lead you down. Even as he disciplines you down that road, it's going to be less than the hardships that you're going to go oh, if yeah. you went down your road on your own. So I hope that that makes sense as, as you've listened to me ramble there for a little bit. But but it, that discipline thing um, is, is a big deal. And if you're in the middle of your adult life right now and you're 40 and you're 45 or 50 and you've been trying to live it your own way, um, I would highly suggest that you do turn to God and just ask for forgiveness and and just say, Lord, I have been making a mess of myself. I want your way. 
And whatever that way means, I know it's the best way. Exactly. And I trust yep. you wholeheartedly. That's yeah, a great exactly. message, Pastor, yeah. and I appreciate you bringing it to us. None of us want to hear about discipline, no. but we do know that it's there, and uh, he's trying to work in our lives. Well, and then uh, next week, next Sunday, still in, in Hebrews there, um, what is worldliness? Uh, the Scripture talks about worldliness. It depends on who you ask. Uh, many Christians, many churches, many denominations have their own various definitions what worldliness means to them. There are many lists of rules, regs, do's and don'ts that constitute worldliness. Uh, it's here where the in the kingdom of God when legalism kind of rises its ugly head. Legalism is putting the law above the gospel. Um, this inspired Paul to, uh, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, to pen Philippians 2.12. It's a warning to all followers of Christ. And I, I repeat it incessantly where Paul says, work out your own salvation. Mm-hmm. Fear and trembling. Mm. Fear and trembling. That's a... Because it's a big deal. That's a big deal. Uh, we want to watch out for worldliness, but we also want to watch out for the legalistic labels that some condescending believers stick on many areas of life where God has granted freedom. Mm-hmm. That is the, the, a brief analysis of worldliness. First, worldliness isn't something external. You cannot judge a person's relationship with Christ by what you see in their lives externally. That's, we like to do that. Yeah. Uh, second, world, secondly, worldliness isn't based on preference, tradition, or feelings. Here is an example, and this is a great example because it's, it's sometimes reached havoc in the church, especially churches that's been established a long time. Some people prefer piano or organ in church. Others prefer uh, no accompaniment at all. Some love guitar and drums. Some love his. Some love contemporary. That is... That's caused issues. It's unbelievable. It has, but it has. It has. Which is more spiritual? Actually, neither. <laughs> it, it has to do with the heart. That's right. And then thirdly, worldliness isn't something geographical or variable. If it's worldly in New York, it'll be worldly in Merrim <laughs> or yeah. Paxton or Sullivan. Right. right. You know, um, John two fifteen and sixteen. It's a it, it's it's mentality that discord that discounts and denies Christ as Lord. Do not love the world, John 2, 15 and 16 says, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life, is not from the Father, but it's from the world. Although worldliness originates in the heart, its ultimate enticement comes from Satan. 5, 19. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. This is his domain. You know, that's why we need to be in tune with the, with the Holy Spirit. Worldliness is dangerous because of its infiltrating influence. It goes into our lungs, through our blood system, and eventually winds up in our brain. And that destroys the way we think, affecting the decisions we make. That's why worldliness is so dangerous. It's a slow and subtle process of spiritual suffocation. So Hebrews 12, uh, it, 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 it exhorts us to run the race with endurance. Verse 2 instructs us to fix our eyes on Christ. Verse 3 urges us to focus our thoughts on the race Jesus ran. 4 through 11 alert us to the training program God uses. 
Verses 12 and 13 inspires to get healthy and get back in the race. And finally, verses 14 through 17 form something of a rest stop for runners to catch their breath and get their bearing. In these last four verses, there are two positive commands and three negative warnings. Two positive commands. Pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. We've talked about that, about setting ourselves apart. Mm-hmm. Um, he coaches us to run the race, to pursue peace with all people, and to pursue being different. World system says, bite back and claw your way to the top. God's system says, turn the other cheek. Let whoever wishes to be great among you be your servant. Yeah. It switches that from being in charge to being a servant. Um you know, it talks about sanctification to be morally separate and different from other people. Three warnings, Hebrews 12, 15, and 16. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble. And by it many be defiled, that there is no immoral or godless person like Esau, who sold his own birthright for a single meal. First warning, don't let anyone come short of grace. And secondly, don't allow bitterness to take root. So that's kind of where we're going, Steve. Don't, and then the third warning was don't tolerate the Esau syndrome. Mm. His stomach got the best of him, and he mm. gave away his birthright, and he oh couldn't get goodness. it back. For, he couldn't get for, it back. For stew or whatever it was. Yeah, then, right? exactly. That's exactly right. My goodness. Yeah. And in verse 12, 17, uh, it was talking about Esau's choices led to uh, serious consequences. For you know that even afterwards, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it with tears. He had done what he did, and there wasn't any going back. Hmm. And I think that's the tragedy sometimes of our consequences. God forgives us and goes through it with us, but there's no going back. You've done it. It's Hmm. out there. You can't reverse it. And I think a lot of people... I have made a lot of mistakes, and I don't want to go down a lot of roads and open up a bunch of can of worms this morning. But I wonder in life that people who have divorced and not tried to work things out down the road somewhere really regretted that, especially Mm. if there's children involved. That's just a thought of mine. I I think about stuff like that all the time, but I'm sure that 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 has happened, that they pulled the trigger too quick, that they didn't try hard enough and I know there are some cases where there's no reconciliation but uh, here's resisting a worldly mentality first adjust your pace after starting the race if you're in the race from here to eternity you need to realize you're not running alone that God's there second imagine the consequences before you commit think it through this act it's something that's worldly that you're really wanting to do or you're what what's think through the consequences. A lot of times we don't. So that's kind of, you know, we define worldliness as a mentality which discounts or denies Christ as Lord. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much where we're headed with that. Oh. And the scripture is really big on resisting it. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. good and, and you know, um, the temptations are going to be all around us, but as God has pointed out um, in the Word, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from but evil. But deliver us <laughs> from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the, and the power, power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 And so uh, continue to pray that prayer. I also continue to pray for wisdom and, and uh, against this wilderness. And one thing about it, we, we as uh, the elders, uh, the spiritual leaders of this church, I don't think people realize how much when they fall or get hurt or burnt in the world, it hurts us. Mm -hmm. I know it hurts God, but I don't. I hope people understand how much we love them. Yeah. And I, I just don't say that just to be saying it. I, you know, I, I mean it with all my heart. And when things happen, you know, I could, I could sit here and, and talk about the last 22 years and all the people that uh, we had high hopes in, and, and but they they went down a wrong path, and it, it breaks your heart. I know that we're supposed to take that and give it to God, but but a lot of times we absorb that hurt as well. That's the whole point of leadership. <laughs> yeah. That's the, I don't mean to pat myself on the back or whatever. I'm just saying that I don't know if people realize how much we love them. So I'm enough about that, I reckon. Yeah, and I, and I think that it's such a wonderful thing to share across uh, this podcast to know that you are loved and to let you know that you are prayed over and that that you are cared for. Um, and there's nothing th they can do to make us not love them. Mm -hmm. That's right. We might be upset with them or disappointed, but it's like God. God never stops loving people, right. even when they reject Him. Mm -hmm. He'll love them when He sends them to hell. Yeah. That's yeah. a sad, sad, sad fact to think about that, but He does. Yeah. He hates sin, but he don't hate. He never hates that's people. Right. That's right. That's the way he is. But they, that's their choice. We make those choices, and we got to live by them yeah. in life and in death as it's well. Not, it's it's so. a it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy love. But God's yeah, crazy what, love is. That's what. Yeah. Francis Chan yeah. had a book about crazy love, and that that's is right. it. Doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't. It doesn't make so. sense. But Jesus died for us because of that crazy while love. While we were yet sinners. <laughs> yet while we were and took the debt of the world upon him. Uh, this is a, a this is the Savior. This is the Messiah that we adore and love and have a relationship with. This is it. And this is why we fight yeah. against wickedness. Pastor, lead us out with a prayer, would you? Thank you, Lord, for loving us. And we sit here and we talk about these things. And you know... You know Steve and I's hearts. You know we're not perfect. Hmm. You know a lot of times when we talk about this stuff, we're talking about ourselves. Yeah, uh, it's just the way it is. But uh, we do love people because you love us. And you have placed us in this situation to be servants and to lead and to love others. And we thank you for that. And uh, I pray for uh, our attitude and our endurance while you... Uh, when you come into our lives and you, you, you chasten us and try to make us better people, more and more like you. And Lord, as we think about um, worldliness, how much we love it, how much we waller in it, whatever, and uh, it, it's not good for us. It makes us sick. It's something like a virus in a sense. Mm -hmm. And the vaccine is you, Christ, and the power that you bring through uh, you, the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for that. And I do pray for these graduates, fresh and young and uh, full of vigor and energy and passion that you so desire want to work in their lives and use that for you 
as they go out into the world and make a difference for you. So I pray that you protect them. I pray that you help them keep their feet where they need to be, Lord, and uh, give them guidance and direction and give them your vision that you might place that supernaturally in their hearts. We love you, God, and we give you praise and glory. Thanks again for being with us today. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for uh, all that you have uh, uh, brought to us here today, Pastor, and uh, also what you brought to the kids this morning. A wonderful, uh, wonderful thing to be able to uh, to have you as such a great source of wisdom, and uh, and that's exactly what you brought to them today. We thank you for that, and um, and for this pod for the podcast listeners as as you've uh, stayed with us throughout these years of doing this. It's been it's always fun for us to do it because we get to dive in a little bit deeper, and we hope that you continue to uh, glean some good stuff from it. And uh, so well, thanks. And, and always, you know, I, I, I say this all the time, and I shouldn't, but uh, as we're doing this, I always picture in a cloud floating over the room the face of Ohio Valley Gas. <laughs> and he gets paid to listen to the podcast. That's what I appreciate about that. <laughs> I was getting right. He just pops it in his ears. It just goes on it's about exactly business. Right. Uh, but there, here's yeah. the great thing about it. Not to single him out too much, although we did. Uh, there are others as well, yeah. which is really great because if you get a chance to do this while you're working, how cool is yeah, that? Yeah, that is good. I, I praise how God cool for that. How cool is that? Yeah, because you get to hopefully pour in some uh, some godly wisdom that uh, the Holy Spirit And I'm sure that I won't get any more threatening texts <laughs> from this certain individual. <laughs> Because he threatens you, you know. Oh, does he? Yeah, I, yes. I couldn't sleep with, that night after he with threatened With yellow him. flags. Yeah. I kept looking out the window every 20 minutes. So, uh, yeah, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, we have, we have, I'm glad we have fun on this podcast. Amen. Well. Otherwise, Amen. I don't know that we do it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening, and God bless you guys. And uh, be prayer, prayerful for uh, all of the graduates across the, the nation as yeah. they start to go into their future. And um, whether it's high school, whether it's college. Uh, even my own uh, 11 year old sure. uh, Jude he's going to be going into he's middle school on. so yeah. uh, he's got some things coming up but um, may God bless you each and every one of you and uh, until next time next week we'll say goodbye for now bye bye <laughs>